Good morning, Patriots. How have you guys all been? It's been a while. I wanted to see if I can record this all before the time I have to go to work, so stick with me. I might talk a little bit fast, but I'm going to try and slow everything down and get through all of this before I have to leave. I have my coffee, I have my notes, I have my computer set up that I want to play a couple clips for you guys during this episode. So sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome, Patriots, to the show. For uh, those of you who are just now listening and just now catching the show for the first time, my name is Courtney, and you are listening to Patriots Strong. Before we jump into anything, I want to go ahead and ask that you guys follow or subscribe to the podcast, just so you get all of the information and notifications when a new show hits. You can follow or subscribe right now. I'm also on Telegram, MeWe, parlor and I'll leave my links to all of those platforms in the description of this episode. In today's episode I want to dive into the relief bill that was just passed. Joe Biden being cut off of the live feed from his press conference last week and touch a little bit on freedom of speech and how that's going for everybody. I had originally planned this to be a live, like my first live show, but I'm banned from going live or advertising and boosting my page for 30 days because Facebook. Anyway, that's where we are. Really quick, I do want to start off with something that I touched on last week, and that is cancel culture. Yesterday, my husband sent me a link to um, an article that was featured on the Sean Hannity show about Pepe Le Pew now being canceled and banned from Looney Tunes and in some up-and-coming movie, I guess, because Pepe uh, promotes rape culture. What do you think about that? That's ridiculous to me. <laughs> like, they're going way too far with this stuff, and if you believe that a skunk promotes rape culture, then you are part of the problem. That's just my opinion. It's crazy, like nothing, nothing can be said, nothing can be shown, nothing can be read. It's ridiculous. My, the company that I work for added four of Dr. Seuss's books to the six that we were already not allowed to teach or to the six that were already not going to be published because of whatever reasons they have. I have a lot of opinions on that, but since it's where I work, I might not want to run my mouth too much. I did find it interesting, though, that um, Hasbro retracted their statement about making the potato heads gender neutral, and uh, my husband and I were talking about that, and it makes me wonder, was it a plug publicity stunt or was it because they like fell and cracked under pressure because like we're the consumers and we're the ones who buy it and you might not want to bite the hand that feeds you kind of thing. I don't know about you but I'm so tired of living in an eggshell society. I would like to think the reason that they did cancel everything is because 
we finally stood up and spoke up for not living in a, I don't even know, culture that promotes all of this. It's getting too much with Hasbro and now cartoons and you had the Coke thing a couple weeks ago. Um, I was watching a video and they pulled up an article and some statistics from marketwatch.com on March 2nd. So early last week, Coca-Cola's stocks were undermining um, the competitors like Nestle and PepsiCo. And this was, again, right after the training video was released. So us standing up and doing something small, like if you own stock, like so trading your Coke stock or not buying product, it can cause a ripple effect. And I think that's something that a lot of us are becoming more aware of, that we can stand up and we can make a difference just doing the little things that we are able to do. But enough on that. I want to go ahead and jump over to what's happening in Washington right now and how different things are already. If you remember when Trump first took office, he brought back manufacturing and jobs. He lowered unemployment. The stock market was at all-time highs. Um, Trump put tariffs on China. He was just doing all this stuff to make America independent and like his campaign said, great again. And Washington hated that. Trump was putting his money where his mouth was and literally making America great. Washington couldn't stand that. And I think that's why naturally now that Trump is no longer in office, um, that's what's happening. Biden starting to reverse everything again to make America more dependent on foreign resources, to make us as a society weak Sorry, my headphones just hit my mic. <laughs> um, just to reverse all of this stuff. And during a time like this, I think it says a lot about Washington and about Biden and the administration and Congress. I wish that the relief bill that just passed, that they did have to read it out loud. It's 800 and something pages of complete bullcrap because of the 1.9 trillion only 9% of that is going to COVID relief and the American people. I have this broken down a little bit later in the show, but I just wanted to, to make you aware if you aren't already, like how, how backwards and for themselves Congress and most of Washington are. There's a few that are good and trustworthy, but for the most part, it's all a swamp, like has been said and proclaimed for years now. Anyway, um, this has nothing to do with the bill or anything. I'm just reading my notes. On Sunday morning, my husband asked if I could look up something that he had just heard. So I did. I went to Google Earth, typed in Washington, D.C., and they kind of like did that little pinpoint thing where they zoom in. And something that I found interesting is that the DC wasn't there. Like, Google Earth corrected it to Washington, the capital of the United States. And I don't know why they would do that. I don't know what importance it has. It's just weird. 
along with everything else weird going on in DC, like it's still being surrounded by the barbed wire or National Guard still there. Um, the live video from wherever it is that is pointing at the White House that is always showing the lights going off. I don't know, just so much is going on and so much of it is weird and doesn't really make sense to me. Like if Biden was still in control, why would all that happen? Why would there be barbed wire? Why are there still guards? Who are they protecting? And if there are 80 million people who voted for him, he shouldn't need that much protection, right? Like, it's just not making sense to me. Like I mentioned earlier, there are a couple clips that I want to play for you that were brought to my attention this weekend that kind of made me stop in my tracks and um, even more of a red flag. The first one is of uh, this weekend. I think it was this weekend. Um, the current news press conference, Jen Backy. I don't know. I don't know how to say her last name. <laughs> anyway, let me play this for you and see what you think. Oh Should the president be doing more to set an example of personal travel during the pandemic? Well, the president lives in Wilmington. Um, it's his home. Uh, that's where he's lived for many, many years. And as you know, as any president of the United States does, he takes a private airplane called Air Force One to travel there. Uh, that is, of course, a unique uh, uh, unique from most Americans. Uh, but I think most Americans would also see that as a unique circumstance. Um, go ahead. So that was that. There was a person in the audience, a news reporter, who asked if the CDC is so eminent on travel between states, why is the president still traveling back and forth almost every weekend from the White House to Wilmington, Delaware, I think it is? And she kind of slipped up, I think, and said, oh, that's where the president lives. That's where he has lived for all these years. So presidents don't live in the White House anymore? Like, what? It was interesting. So either the guidelines really don't apply that much because it's not that important. Travel between states and between here and there isn't that important because why would they not protect or apply to the leader of the free world either this pandemic isn't as bad as they're making everybody think it is or biden really isn't in the white house because he's not in control because he doesn't live there and that's why he's not had a state of the union address yet i posted that on my facebook just kind of being backhanded about it that if anybody could link me to his state of the union address because i've not been able to find it and i had a family member send me a PBS link, but this was like this morning, literally. I clicked on it to play it, and it just was a three-second clip of coming soon. So it's March 9th right now, and there's still not been a State of the Union address? Weird. Who's in control? Which brings me to this next clip that I found. I oh no, hold on. Okay, so this is a live press con press conference. Sorry, I can't even talk. Um, Joe Biden is 
now taking questions on what was just talked about. Let me play this one for you. Thank you, thank you. And I'd be happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do, Nancy, whatever you want me to do. So Joe Biden says that he is open to taking questions if that's what you want me to do, if that's what I'm supposed to do. And then the sign language interpreter and the live feed cuts. It just stops and it goes to a White House blue screen. Interesting. Why would the president need permission to take questions from the Speaker of the House? Crickets. Like, did he really just say these things? Are you hearing the same thing that I am? Like, you've lost your mind if you believe Biden is in control. There's nothing about him that is in control of anything at all. And can we point out how the media is still obsessed and targeting President Trump, a former president? So they say. Trump knows the game plan. He's not worried and neither should we be. I'm not worried. He has this all planned out. I think it's all just about timing. He's building his dream team right now. You see if you follow him on Telegram or Gap or anywhere, really, that will allow him to point out anything, that he is endorsing all these people. And he said yesterday, I think, that he would go up and um, help, I forget the person's name, dang it, up in Alaska to help campaign for whoever. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Anyway, he's like taking all these people and setting them right in a row to make his dream team. It's all happening right now in front of our eyes and it's all part of the plan a little bit is being revealed every day so we don't need to worry it's all happening be patient i did want to jump over to covid for a minute it's march 9th um my son's school was shut down march 13th of last year and my work shut down for three months from march 20th we're getting on our year anniversary and people are still wearing masks even though there's no science to prove that they work. They're still social distancing even though there's no science to prove that that works. It's not proven. They won't release that data on there because they just want to scare you and continue to scare you and that's something that we should be scared about. That this is all just smoke and mirrors. Like what are they trying to distract us from. There are facts. The masks, the blue masks that we all know, they don't even stop the spread of the virus and it literally is printed on the side of the box. We have a box of these at my work and I looked yesterday and it said it will not protect against respiratory illnesses. It's printed on the box and people are still buying into this. It's comical at this point. And I'm not saying that it's not real, I'm not saying that people haven't gotten sick from it, but people get sick from the flu too. People can die from the flu. Just use your head. Those surgical and kind of masks are used in operating rooms to protect an open wound from the patient, from the doctor. So the doctors or surgical nurses, whoever, whenever they talk, they don't spit and it gets into their open wound. It's not 
because of a virus. It's a bacterial thing. I don't know where you are listening from, but I am in Ohio, and we are still locked down. Not, not 100%, like our restaurants are still open to some capacity, but there's still a mask mandate. And even though a mandate isn't law, people are still trying to enforce it. I was in Kroger two days ago and didn't wear a mask, and it got daggers thrown at me. It was horrible. I felt like I had the plague. Ohio needs to follow suit with the 16 other states that are completely opened up 100% and have no more mask mandate. So Texas, Florida, Alaska, Arizona, Georgia, Idaho, Iowa, Mississippi, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Carolina. I think that's it. They are all open and their society is acting like just before uh, this pandemic hit. Everything is open, they're all having a jolly good time, and we are here being laughed at because our governor is still under this hoax that this thing is bad and so deadly when it has a, what, 98% uh, recovery rate. I just watched a clip a couple days ago of a family who was escorted off of their airline, I think it was United, um, because their two-year-old daughter wouldn't comply and wear a mask. The attendant uh, walked back to where they were sitting and told them that they were going to have to exit the plane because they are not complying to guidelines. It was like this whole big scene. But the thing is, like, the WHO doesn't even recommend children under five wear a mask. And the fact that um, this family was made to exit the plane because their two-year-old wouldn't keep a mask on, it's kind of a red flag. Whenever the family did leave, the attendant said that their luggage would still go to their destination, which happened to be New York. But their daughter's little car seat was on the plane and they wouldn't let them get anything so they were like stranded at the airport until they could find a way to get home safely because their daughter's car seat wasn't with them so it's not like they could just get back in their car or rent a car or whatever united should be ashamed of themselves i'd be interested in seeing the sales drops or stock drop of that company too here like within the next few days maybe i'll look into that all of this stuff though that I've been talking about so far, like, are you awake yet? Have you opened your eyes? Do you see what's happening right in front of us? It's not about safety. It's about compliance. If it was about safety, Biden is, and his administration wouldn't have just let 1,600 illegal immigrants in who did test positive for COVID. If it was about safety, wouldn't they have quarantined for their... 10 to 14 days based on their symptoms or if they were asymptomatic. It's not about safety. It's about compliance and it's about them making you do what they say you should do because they say you should do it. We need to continue to wake up. I feel like so many of us have, but continue to share it and bombard your platforms about it and be loud about it because the more that you are loud about it, the more people will pay attention and the more people will start to follow suit because you, because you stand up for what you believe in. 
And the more that we do this, the more the left and the Democrats are going to continue to lose their ever-loving minds in panic because they know who's in control and it's not them. When this, the pandemic, first started, Trump didn't and wasn't stomping his feet and demanding this and that be done. He gave each territory, each state, what they needed and left the rest up to them. He put the power in the people. Biden had just opened the southern border facilities at the capacity prior to the pandemic. Again, it goes back, it's not about safety. This wouldn't have happened if it was about safety. I feel like this administration would still want to keep the people and citizens of America safe, but they are opening up things to full capacity if they were really concerned about this. Like, which way is it gonna go? Are you gonna play up the numbers or are you gonna settle back and let everybody do what they want to? Again, like before, the pandemic, are you going to let them gather? Are you going to let them attend fairs and state festivals and sporting events and all the things? It's pretty sad when illegal immigrants have more uh, freedom than American citizens do, under this administration, of course. Businesses aren't opening yet. Schools are still shut down. Some schools are, anyway but borders are allowed to be open and border facilities are allowed to open up at full capacity. It doesn't make sense. Uh, Biden is allowing all of this. To me, clearly, they're not that worried. Biden's a joke and his administration is a joke. I read this morning that ballots in Maricopa County in Arizona were found shredded in the dumpster. And remind you, it's days before their audit was supposed to take place. Pictures on my telegram that I came across, um, if you know your business, you know that ballots are supposed to be kept for records for 22 months. Just bags and bags of shredded ballots found. Like, why are you so scared of the truth being revealed? It just makes you look really, really suspicious. You guys, I'm almost out of time, but I wanted to touch on one last thing, and that's about this bill that just passed, the $1.9 trillion stimulus bill that 9%, guys, 9% is going to me and to you and directly to COVID relief, uh, like, surrounded kind of things. Let me just go over this really fast. Um, the unemployment will be raised from $300 a week to $400 a week. So the unemployed will be getting $400 extra a week. What incentive is that to go back to anybody? Like, if I didn't have the work ethic that I did and I was being paid $400 to stay home, I probably wouldn't want to go back to work. Um, there's going to be the $1,400 stimulus check for those who make under $75,000, or I think it's like 110 as a couple. I'm not sure. Um, that's going to cost around $422 billion for the government. Um, let's see. Tax breaks for those with children. $3,000 for per each kid between 6 and 17. 3600 for those under six. $350 billion to state and local governments. 
$130 billion in additional aid to schools 7, sorry, K through 12 to reduce class size and modify classrooms to fit COVID standards. I feel like this is all just going in a circle. Uh, $40 billion to colleges and universities. $15 billion for airlines. $25 billion for restaurants and bars. $7.25 billion for paycheck protection programs. $46 billion to expand federal and state and local testing for COVID. $14 billion to speed up the uh, distribution and administration of the vaccines across the country. And again, $1,400 for us. <laughs> like, I have to laugh about it at this point. Um, you can keep your blood money. Like, I don't want that. It's, I don't want it. The future is looking bright, though. Big things are coming and happening. It's just going to take some time. Just be patient, pay attention, follow the details. Everybody always says optics are a big thing. And I think they are. I think it's, it'll all be revealed soon enough if you know where to look and where to follow. Anyway, I gotta go, guys. I have to go get ready for my day. I have so enjoyed talking to you guys this morning. Thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Again, make sure that you are following the podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, whatever you're listening to it on. And check the details of this episode to follow me on Telegram and Parlor, uh, MeWe, Gab, and 107 Daily. I look forward to the next episode. God bless you. God bless this country. And together we are Patriot Strong. Thank you.